All right, everybody. Thanks for tuning in to Notable Nashville Podcast. I'm here with the infamous Danny. What's hey. up, Danny? Thanks for joining What's me. What's up, man? We were talking a little bit before the podcast, and I was like, we need to just start reco- recording right yeah. now. <laughs> well, you gave me a, you gave me some whiskey, and I was just everything started just kind of flowing out of me at this point. <laughs> so, you know, you were telling me a little bit about it, but how are you doing in these in these crazy times in the world right now? I'm doing good, man. I mean, I think everybody is doing as best as they can be. Um, I moved out of the city down into Franklin uh, when the pandemic hit because there was no toilet paper in the city, and gotta have toilet uh, paper. I moved in with my girlfriend at the time, and so yeah, just getting through the year, um, trying to take one day at a time. Um, yeah, man, it's it's been it's been a rough year for musicians in particular, definitely for gig workers. Oh yeah. So um, just having to having to kind of adjust adjust your income and trying to find ways to make money. Uh, definitely definitely been a year of that. <laughs> for sure. So before the pandemic hit, were you actually out playing shows and stuff at all? Or well, I was playing shows, but I was being very like um, I guess strategic with it because it's very easy to overplay Nashville. Uh-huh. Um, what I was really doing is just doing sessions. I was working a lot in the studio. Um, I had uh, like three big sessions lined up one and one weekend, and then they shut everything down. Oh, so it, like that kind of that that kind of like blew some wind out of the sails for yeah. me and my producer because we had some really with some really big artists. And we were really excited to work with them. And yeah, it just pandemic hit and they had to like cancel all the schedules. And so, um, but yeah, that was probably the biggest thing. I was really a lot, really in the studio uh, before the pandemic hit. And then everyone kind of had to press pause on everything. Right. And then once everything kind of started like coming out more information about like how it spreads and like being safe and Uh like using good guidelines at the time because they weren't therapeutics or wasn't, they didn't know, um, a lot of things about the virus, but now that we do, I was able to start doing sessions with my producer again and just kind of creating like a own little social bubble. Oh yeah. Um, and that's actually where a lot of the new music that's been coming out is coming from. Like a lot of the music that's come out is all written, been written within the quarantine period. With so the same kind of, with the same people, same, same producer, producers. same producer. Yeah. Same oh, okay. team of people. Um, mostly Andrew Gomez, me, uh, and then messy Kendall Brower. And then I have another song that's going to be coming out uh, here in a couple few weeks uh, called oh, yeah. Skyfall, which is really I'm really nice. excited about it. Um, but yeah, yeah, I think I think it's definitely been an adjustment for musicians because you really have to find people to work with that are safe and like yeah. obviously aren't going to the bars and like right. acting crazy. Um, because I, I mean it's it's a serious it's a serious thing. I think people should take it seriously. Uh, I think one on one stuff is fine. Um, I think it's just you know being responsible with things. Yeah, I mean, this is one of the first podcasts that I've had in person because I've honestly wanted to stay safe, and yeah. you know, uh, you know, live live music is is on hold, and I sometimes have like live music at the end of the, in yeah. the beginning and the end, and but it's nice to actually sit down with somebody uh, in know. person because oh my gosh, I've had a couple yeah. phone interviews, and you know, that's not always the best audio quality. No, but, no, but um, you gotta make do with that. I mean, gosh, I've had so many Zoom rights outside of my bubble, oh, so. Yeah. It, you know, it's, it's just kind of like this year is like adjusting. It's it's literally this is a year that's that's I think is going to build our generation stronger for sure. And I think I think it really is. I think it, there's going to be silver lining to it. I know there's a lot of hurt and a lot of pain and a lot of frustration and chaos right now. But I think, you know, kind of accepting all that and recognizing it right now is a healthy way to process it and then see the solutions and see a way forward. Right. So I think I think that's very important for everybody right now just not just musicians but people in general yeah just everybody out yeah in general yeah i actually got connected with you uh through a, a guy named blue yes um, producer in atlanta who yes. has worked on some you know justin bieber stuff some mm-hmm. really big stuff and yep. uh 
he actually, I think I got connected with Blue because my dad did a, a new spot for some some artist that he produced kind of for free Amazing. as like yeah. a as a f- fundraiser or something. Uh-huh. And so my dad was like, oh, yeah, you should connect with him. And then he got connected with you. That's amazing. And so, yeah, it's Gosh, a small yeah, world. That was, but that was, man, that was, that was such a great connect because Blue, I met Blue through an old producer I worked with in Atlanta with. And then it's so funny that you talk, you brought Blue up because I actually just worked with him a couple weeks ago. Me and him have been writing some stuff to oh, okay. pitch to some artists in Atlanta. Uh, I think we were pitching like something to Akon because I think Akon's trying to finish up his project, which he's been working on for like so long oh awesome um so we were pitching some songs to him and it was just so fun like we i think we just like met up one like one day at a cigar shop uh-huh. and just hung out and it was it was really cool i i was really like i was really happy to like kind of meet new people i think there was like a couple other people there and we, we were just having cigars and drinking it was so much fun yeah but gosh that was like what a year ago yeah this it's was crazy. Way, way before the pandemic right before the pandemic uh-huh. i was just like gosh like yeah, blue blue's the homie. Love blue. <laughs> so how, how do you, how did you get connected with him? Are because you're are you from Atlanta? I am from Atlanta. Okay. So I I started doing music in Atlanta um, when I was about fifteen, sixteen. Okay, uh, that was like the first time I went into studios. I grew up on in the suburbs, like south of Atlanta and like Fayette County. Uh, shout out Faco, and uh, <laughs> and then I moved into Kennesaw for college, and then I was going in in and out of the city for sessions, uh, and I just. I just did, never stopped. I went to college because my parents wanted me to go to college to get a degree, and I, I really blew it <laughs> really badly. <laughs> um, I'm not very good at school. I'm very smart, but I'm just not very good at school. And uh, so it was it was definitely a very um, – I, I want to say it was a very like hard time, but hard time in growth, I think, for me as, as a songwriter and an artist to kind of realize what I really wanted to do and uh-huh. not – you know, trying doing other things in college. I, I wasn't going to my classes. I was yeah. really just being in my room, trying to write songs. I you mean, know, you've trying... got to be motivated for what yeah, you want to do. Yeah, it's, it, was, it was crazy. I mean, I think, I think I was probably the loneliest I've ever been in my life when I was in college. Mm-hmm. And I think when my parents finally realized that, at least my mom, when, I, when she finally realized that, she was like, hey, this isn't for you. I'd rather, you know, you go do what you love yeah. and, and suffer in happiness instead of suffering in, in sadness. And so I think... Um, yeah, I think that's just that's just crazy. It's, yeah, it's, it's that was about four years ago. I think it was 20, 2016 or seventeen is when I left college. Okay, so so you just been doing music ever since. And I've been doing music ever since. Been music so, and the grind. <laughs> so what brought you to Nashville? Man, um, really, it was my producer, my producer Andrew Gomez. Um, I was kind of coming back and forth for a little bit. Uh, because I was trying to decide whether I wanted to move to Nashville, uh, New York, L.A. Um, and I, not that I, I I couldn't do music in Atlanta. I just felt like I wanted to kind of see something new, mm-hmm. and uh, I wanted to kind of get out of my get out of my hometown a little bit. And I came up a few sessions, uh, worked with a few people. I worked with Chris Job. Uh, that was like my first session in Nashville that I officially had was with Chris Job at Starstruck, which was so great. Um, I love Chris. He's out in LA now. He's still doing music, and it's is incredible. Oh, awesome. uh, and then I worked with let's see, I worked with a few other people. And then my friend Elena Cross, who's a sync artist here in Nashville, who we met through a mutual producer uh, in Atlanta, who also introduced me into Blue, the same producer. Uh, She was, you know, kind of running into a session. I said I was going to be coming up for like maybe a few days just to kind of like check it out and like meet some people because I I really didn't know anybody up here. Uh And she's like, well, I have this right with these two guys that I've been working with. They're really great. And I met Andrew, my producer, and I met Ren. Uh, on the same day, it was I was like our, my some some of my first rights with with friend and Andrew, 
And um, so, yeah, so that was kind of like the turning point. I felt like, you know, me and Andrew worked really well together and, and, and Ren worked together. I just really kind of enjoyed everyone that I worked with here. Mm-hmm. And uh, I liked that the city was a, a, bit, a bit smaller than Atlanta. Atlanta is very hard to track through. Mm-hmm. Um, not that I don't, you know, love the city and love the people there. I just, I, I wanted to have them with a bit more space and a bit more creative space as well. Um, so yeah, that's when I moved to Nashville. I was like, I literally was just like, I was living at my mom's at the time cause I left college. So mm-hmm. I was like, she was like, you know, come home. And I was working at Sprouts at the time. And, uh, yeah. And I hate, I hate grocery stores now. <laughs> now that I worked at <laughs> one, I'm like, another grocery man, store. I'm, I'm going to Amazon all my food. <laughs> like I hate it. But, um, no. So yeah, that's, that's when I moved to Nashville and, and that's kind of where, where it brought me today with my team and the people that I work with, you know, it's that's kind of, awesome. It's kind of a crazy journey. I do like Franklin, you know, the area you live in because you can, you kind of drive through Franklin and it's more of like a scenic, um, it's more countryside mm-hmm. uh, kind of living. Mm-hmm. Um, there's really nice houses, but you know, it's more of like a feel, more of a country town mm-hmm. feel. It's like hilly, because um, mm-hmm. you know, you get into the city of Nashville downtown, it's kind of like you know a city vibe. But yeah, very Franklin city, is, very urban. Franklin yeah. is very uh, relaxing for me. It, at it least. is. It's a really, it's a really beautiful city, and um, I live more so like north of Cool, like not kind of close to the Cool, cool Springs Mall. Oh, like so on it's the kind other of more side. cityish. So yeah. more, it's more, more like I think it's more like. Um, Honestly, suburbish. Uh, Franklin is kind of like, like the city of Franklin is kind of like very like spread out mm-hmm. and uh, very like a lot of green pastures and all these things that they have there and a mm-hmm. lot of wooded area outside of the Franklin city limits. But like where I live, we kind of live like right off the highway, so it's a bit more like traffic. But oh, it's like, yeah. but it's like also like a place where like we have a backyard and like we're able to, you know, we live in a neighborhood that's you know, nice and it's not overcrowded, but it's packed with houses. And so like, I think, I think for me, that's kind of like the, that's similar to a place that I grew up in. And that's our, like, I really liked Franklin because it it wasn't too big. It wasn't too small. There were things that were going on and happening just kind of like how the city was in Nashville. Like it's not too big, not too small. There's not too much going on. Um, and I loved living in Nashville. Like I loved being able to like drive 10 minutes anywhere to get anywhere. Um, but that's why I said when the pandemic hit, I was just like, I can't, I can't live here here. anymore. But you you mentioned toilet paper. Did they actually have toilet paper in Franklin? They had, I think they had, uh, toilet, the, the flushable wipes, the flushable wipes, (laughs) but they didn't even have flushable wipes in Nashville. (laughs) So I was like, that's good enough for me. I'm moving in. Sounds good. Oh, so funny. But like you said, you've been releasing a lot of music, uh, during the pandemic. You released like an album back in February. I did. Like a full album. I did. I um, released a, I don't know, is an album is seven songs, seven songs, that EP or an album? I can't remember. I would say album. Album. We'll just I call would, it an album. Would, we'll call it an Seven album. song album. Yeah, that's crazy. I, I put out that pro, I put out Rebound, uh, earlier this year. The songs were done back in like 20, 20, uh, I want to say 2018. Like oh, wow. Late 2018. Yeah, so they, they were like, yeah, they were sitting. I was having to sit on those songs for a while because uh, I was signed to a label at the time. Oh, okay. And then I was in the middle of leaving the label at the time. So it was kind of like, it was kind of difficult. Uh-huh. Uh, and so that's when I was like, I really just wanted to get those songs out because I felt proud of the process that me and Andrew had developed together. Uh-huh. Uh, and like some of those songs are outdated, but like some of those songs, I'm like, look, like this is our moment where we actually grew together as like a team, as like, as like a writing and a producer, as a writer and a producer. 
and then also had the writers that were on that song. I mean, some of my some of my favorite writers were on that record, like Megan Redman, like Taylor Matthews. Um, and then I had Libby Vongdemi, who's a producer in Atlanta. Uh, shout out Libby V. Uh, he's amazing. He's one of the one of my best friends in Atlanta, and really kind of got me into the music industry when I was like eighteen, nineteen, like really getting into the more professional business side of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, and then my one of my other producer friends slash mixer Lane Johnson was on that. Um, so I was like, this project needed to come out. Um, and I didn't push it as much as I wanted to because I didn't have money at the time to do it. But I was like, I really want this, I want this song to, to live, this project to live. Uh-huh. Uh, and it did. And I'm, I'm, I'm like, I feel really happy that this year has been a year where I'm able to put out music and put out a lot yeah. of music, but also grow. And I'm happy that people are able to see me grow from where I came from the beginning of it. Yeah. So yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. Rebound is out. I love, I love the <laughs> stories of, you know, being, people being able to really release songs they enjoy and and do it themselves. And I mean, a couple other songs that you've released, like, um, what was the, the, well, the last one was wildflowers, which is is featured on, uh, Spotify's fresh finds pop playlist, which is pretty cool. Yeah. Um, but you also came out with bad side Mm -hmm. in June and good, good in July. Mm -hmm. And those, those are all great songs. Like they're really upbeat and, you know, make you you feel good. Um, but I kind of want to, I want to play wildflowers in here for the people if you haven't heard it. So is that okay? Absolutely. All right, cool. Here it is. Wildflowers by Danny. Trying out the city till the air gets cleaner and the low valley and the old two seater. Seat back, Mercedes leather. Talk about anything but the weather. Ooh, ah, ooh, ah. Got a new tattoo. Anytime, anytime, anytime I'm alive I'm new tattoo of 
All right, that was Wildflowers by Danny. Go check it out on iTunes, Spotify, wherever you stream music um, or purchase it. I just I just bought it to put it in here, so you're welcome. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I'm interested, what are the artists that you kind of listen to right now or on repeat or, you know, in heavy rotation? What do you listen to oh these gosh. days? Um, well, I definitely have to, like, shout out my, my local Nashville artist. Uh, I love Charlotte Sands. She's amazing. Uh, I love Caro. She's amazing as well. My friend Megan Redman, who also wrote on the Rebound record, uh, just did. I think it's when all my friends move away. I okay. love that record. Um, my gosh, I'm trying. I'm missing someone else. Spencer Jordan. He's one of my favorite people. Uh, he just put out a song. Uh, well, I, th- I can't remember if he's put out the song yet. I think it's not Danny Phantom yet. There's a song called Danny Phantom. I can't remember if he put it out or not. But okay. he works with the same producer I work with. He's amazing. Um, yeah, those are like my, my my local artists that I really love. Uh, artists that I've been like having on repeat is like, I want to say, <laughs> I'm such a I'm such like a, a, like once I find an artist that I really love, I like I really don't leave mm-hmm. <laughs> onto something else. <laughs> I love my Ron Republic. Like uh, I got I, I gotta have too. my Ryan Tedder. Yes, <laughs> I gotta Ryan have my so Ryan Tedder. Um, and then I say. So what's the song I was listening to listening to recently today? I mean, obviously like top forty stuff. I I like what, a pop fiend. What do you think of Justin Bieber and Chance the Rapper's new song? I love that song. Yeah, totally. I love the video as well. I thought me the, too. the video made me cry. I was like, it's this is so, so awesome. fucking sweet. Oh, sorry, I can't cuss. No, you can. <laughs> but... well, I label it explicit, so you can say whatever. Oh, though. Great, fuck, fuck. you. Want. <laughs> <laughs> but that was a really great video. I'm really glad Chance came out with a song like that. Um, Gosh, there's just so many good artists. I just I love music and I love songs. Um, definitely some top forty stuff. I listen to some, some anime stuff. Um, Ava Max. Um, what have, else have I been listening to? Jesus, so I want to ask you if you've heard Eddie Benjamin. Do you like? Do you have you heard his Eddie, new song? Eddie Benjamin is he local? No, so he's signed to Epic Records Amazing. and he. He came out with a song actually called Fuck My Friends. Uh, Fuck My was, Friends. was his first single. That's amazing. But I've been listening to his new single that, you know, he waited like three or four months until he released another one. Uh-huh. Uh, but it's called Speechless. So Speechless. I, I want you to check that out. It's Eddie really Benjamin. Good. I'm like literally typing this It's right really now. good uh, vocal production. It's kind of a simple song because there's not a lot of instrumentation in it. It's, it's a lot of, um, there's like a simple bass line in it. But I even posted about it because I was so passionate about this song. It was so cool. And I'm excited for him as an artist. I think it's going to be good. Oh, he looks dope. He's got, like, long hair. Yeah. Fuck my friends. Okay. I'm, <laughs> I'm following this artist. Story of my life. Um, so when you, when you write your music, does does lyrics come first or melody come first? Or how does you how do you put it together? Um, for me, writing songs, I really feel like the melody speaks to the soul and the lyrics speak to the heart. Um. I think they're equally important. Mm-hmm. I, I try I try to usually when I'm in a session with my producer, usually he's like, you know, making a track and kind of trying to find that one spark of inspiration or spark of feeling that kind of like gets you to feel something. Mm-hmm. And then I try to put that feeling into a melody. And then sometimes words come out, sometimes they don't. I mean, it's kind of like, it's almost like a, a vowel salad. You know, you'll just be kind of singing things. Yeah. Um, which is actually a very similar process to how Sia writes her songs. Oh, okay. Um, and I, I just learned how to do that because I would study different processes with different songwriters. Like, how would you write your songs? Do you, like, pick up a guitar and just, like, start playing something? And sometimes I do. Sometimes I'll write something on the guitar or the piano. Well, even though I'm not very good at it, I can still make the chords work. Uh-huh. Um, 
and then sometimes you go into a session with the producer. A lot of times as a writer for other artists or writer for myself in particular, like I have a producer there because they're really good at what they do and I can be good at what I can do. And I don't have to, you know, I don't really have to like spread out too thin and they don't have to spread out too thin. Um, so yeah, definitely my process is like really trying to find the melody because the melody is what's going to speak to your soul and the lyrics are what's going to speak to your heart. And that's kind of how I approach every song. It doesn't matter if I want it to be a happy song or a sad song. Um, I just want it to be believed and I want it to be from a real place. Yeah. Um, and it doesn't have to be from a real place from, from my place. You know, it could be like a writer's idea and it could be from a real experience that the other writer had or my co-writer had. Uh, and like, we can bring that into reality. And as an artist, you know, I don't, it doesn't have to be my story, but I can still tell it and feel yeah. the same emotion. And I think that's, that's what makes a great song is that everyone can, can, you know, recognize that, that humanity within it. Um, even if it is a pop song or a top 40 track or, you know, a very pop, uh, electronic or pop R&B song, like they can recognize that. And I think that's what's important in music. And that's yeah. what I really try to aim for every time in my process. It doesn't happen all the time, mm -hmm. but you know, when it does happen, it's the greatest feeling in the world. And I wouldn't trade that for anything. So, yeah. I think that's kind of interesting. You say, you know, maybe a songwriter writes a lyric or, and you take it on yourself and maybe the artist singing it, the people, the listeners, the consumers kind of take it upon themselves to think it's, you know, you, you feeling that, but mm -hmm. maybe that's not really your feeling. I yeah. kind of find that interesting, yeah. uh, you know, but we, we, you take it on because you can understand it. You can understand it. And I think, I think it's also at music. It's very empathetic. You're going to, you're going to feel what that person feels. Mm -hmm. And when you, when you have a, a writer that has an amazing idea, uh, an experience that you may not have, not have had yourself, um, the ability to sit there and listen to their story and to, and to connect with it and to see it through their eyes and see it through their perspective really does bring something to the song and the way that you deliver it. Oh yeah. I mean, just like how I write, if I write songs to other people, you know, I'm writing it for them, but it could be from, it could be from a place that I'm thinking about. Mm -hmm. But if I write it in a way to where they can connect to it, anybody can connect to it. Right. Because that's what makes great music. Yeah. You know, that, that's that connection and that honesty and that, it doesn't have to be honest from the person who's singing it, but honest from a person who created it. Right. Honesty within the process of creation is what matters. And I think that's why you have so many great writers, you know, able to give songs to artists and can and have those songs, you know, be huge because the songs are from a real place, even if the artist isn't the one always writing them. Mm -hmm. um, in my case, most of my songs, like actually all of my songs that I put out, like I'm always in the room writing with the writers because I enjoy the process and because I enjoy seeing that moment of creation for myself and also, you know, bringing that moment of creation for myself. Mm -hmm. I'm not a very, I'm not a very like possessive writer or possessive artist. I'm not sitting here trying to have the best ideas. I just want, I just want the song to be the best that it can be. Yeah. Whether I have the idea or I don't. And be involved in the process. Absolutely. Through it. Yeah. Like I, if I was just there passing out pamphlets, you know, to a show, but still in the session or like even like being an usher at a show. If I, if I like the ushers that really love the theater shows, right. Mm -hmm. Or like the, the shows at, you know, Bridgestone, like just being in there and being a part of the process is what they love to do. That's kind of how I am with music. Sometimes it's like, sometimes I'm not going to have the greatest idea. Sometimes I'm not going to be on my game, but I have people that I love and work with. And it's like, I can rely on them to, help me when I need help and they can rely on me when they need it as well. Absolutely. So I think that's, that's something important. I think definitely as an artist and definitely as, um, 
honestly, as as a as an independent artist, like you have to build that build that that foundation around yourself because if mm-hmm. you don't, you're gonna feel naked and and you're gonna feel uneasy and your foundation won't be as strong. And that's kind of what happened with Wildflowers. I had like four people on that song, um, including myself. Mm-hmm. And that's like, I'm really proud of Wildflowers because it's like, you know, it, we didn't we weren't all in the same room because of the pandemic, but you know, we were able to like, everyone was able to understand the song and understand the feeling behind it and add something to it. Oh yeah. And that's like, what was so, that's why I love music. That's why I do it. The collaboration. (laughs) It's a collaboration. It's all a collaboration. Well, Danny, I don't want to get too personal, but, uh, I know you, you, you posted some stuff about being bisexual and I know you're currently dating a girl Mm -hmm. and you know, you mentioned an ex-boyfriend and stuff, but how does that come across in your in your music? Like when you're using pronouns and stuff like that, mm. do you ever think about that? And when you're when you're singing about a certain person, or does that ever come into play? Um, sometimes it comes into play. I think also as far as like using pronouns, um, I kind of will do you like or you or me. I mm-hmm. kind of keep it in that perspective of mm-hmm. things because I want everyone, you know, whether you're you know, uh, male, female, non-binary, like you know that that to me is important. I want my songs to be relatable on every level of any gender. Um, obviously like I'm going to have experiences where I, you know, where I've had shitty situations with ex-boyfriends. I have shitty situations with, with shitty situ- situations with ex-girlfriends. Um, and me by me being bisexual and, and, you know, still doing music and people can still connect to that, even though I'm bisexual and they may not have the same experience is what it's about. Right. It's right. It's that connection and that empathy that you can feel across, you know, across so many, so many things. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think, I think to be who I am, you know, I'm not gonna, you know, really try to change or, or, um, try to fit like what's more mainstream as far as like sexuality, because I feel like that would be a disservice to myself and also Mm -hmm. to like the people that I've loved. Yeah. Um, yeah. And yeah, and also to service to people because they wouldn't, the people listening to it because they wouldn't really be getting my honest self. So, I mean, that's why I'm, I'm very, <laughs> I'm very out and proud um, here, but yeah, that's, this is kind of, that's just kind of my life. I think that's just the card that I was dealt and I, I embrace it. I love completely. that. I yeah. love musicians that are able to show their, their true selves because yeah. it, it makes your, it makes you enjoy their music a lot more because yeah. they're being true, you know? Yeah. So yeah, I, I think that's great. But I'm excited uh, for, you know, the future of what's to come. Then you got a new single coming out. Um, yes. You sent in a few weeks. A few weeks. We'll figure um, it out. <laughs> We're and, in the process of finishing it. <laughs> and hopefully, you know, the this pandemic will let up so we can watch some live music. Oh, my gosh. I would love that. I when, would love that more than the world. When you play live, do you, who, who do you bring out um, as like a band? Uh, so right now, I'm probably going to bring out Alex Johnson from Drive Drive. Um, I think he's incredible. Uh, we he just had them on the podcast. Hey, yeah, he's amazing. <laughs> uh, I I think he's an amazing musician and he's an amazing friend. Uh, and he actually wrote on a couple of songs that are going to be coming out. I don't know if it's going to be this year, but next year. Okay. Um, and so I'll do Alex Johnson. Uh, I'll probably get Andrew Gomez, my producer, uh-huh. to play with me as well. Uh, he can be the run tracks and stuff, and then we'll have a drummer out. Uh, I haven't decided on a drummer yet, okay. but that's definitely like in the works of getting an actual show together. Because when I want to do a show, I want to do it right, and I I don't want to I don't want to do it um, by any means half half done. 
Um, so yeah, I'm really excited to put one together and, and well, play Nashville. Great. Be like a first show in very long time. Yeah, I can't <laughs> wait for it. I can't wait. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, well, thanks a lot for sitting and chatting with me, Danny. Um, Absolutely. Uh, it was great. And uh, hopefully we can hang more than this. You know, yes, in the future. please. All right, man. I need friends. <laughs> <laughs> Cheers.